Hey, entrepreneurs, it's your podcast mogul, Phil Better here. I am excited for this episode, as as I know you are. Before we jump into this episode, I'm going to ask you, if you are also a podcaster and you're looking to grow your podcast or monetize your podcast, make sure you stay till the end of the episode. I have a special deal for you or a special offer, if you will. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host for the most, Phil Better. And today I'm excited because our guest is a vision, a visionary. They've been an entrepreneur since childhood, started their first business at 24, where they lead and inspire individuals, groups, and businesses to reach their highest potential. They have worked with individuals and entrepreneurs from all over the world, dug deep in their companies and in their hearts to pull out the authentic leadership skills to make a greater impact and income. Please put your hands together for Katie Edward Corbin. Katie, thank you so much for being here. Did it freeze? Uh, Yeah, it looks... Oh, no, you're back. Okay. Thanks for having me, Phil. I'm excited to be here. Um, I'm excited to have you here because uh, you have been in the game for somewhat of a since childhood. So you 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 have a very vast knowledge of entrepreneurship. So um, how about you give us a quick overview of who you are and what you you do uh, so that my audience can understand? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So I have been an entrepreneur pretty much since I was a kid. I mean, I had little little things I would sell or little companies that I'd start. I didn't officially become an entrepreneur like legally until I was 24. And I was sort of thrown into entrepreneurship going into uh, alternative medicine. And I got out at 24 and I really had I want to say I, I had a choice, but I almost had like no choice to start my medicine because at that time alternative medicine 14 years ago wasn't really accepted or almost like deemed as um, acceptable in 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 western culture so i actually had to start my own practice and that's really where i sort of out of the gate got um an understanding of entrepreneurship took and i've been doing it ever since um so you you've never really done the nine to five world you've always been kind of uh, an entrepreneur in yourself that's that's amazing i love that and so the 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 real crest the reason why you jumped in is because there was no businesses in the place that the field that you were going into correct correct yep there was or very small amounts um, of, of jobs out there. You'd have to move to a really big city, and that was the only option, or to um, almost be on it like a time. Uh, when I graduated, it was still sort of voodoo medicine in the United States. Um, and I really had to figure out not only how to become an entrepreneur, but how to become an entrepreneur in something nobody knew anything about or maybe even didn't know they wanted. So it was sort of a challenge at the beginning for me to navigate the entrepreneurship, but also navigate a sort of unknown field too as well. So it was very, it was a very interesting start. 
Yeah, no, it is like you're getting already becoming an entrepreneur on itself in a regular like doing a social media management company or building a law firm or there's already like the blueprints pretty much created because there's people beforehand. But now you're you're creating the blueprint for future generations. So you're creating a double blueprint in essence. Um, what were some of the challenges you faced? Yeah, so I definitely. I would say many challenges. Um, the challenge of just, you know, what do I do? How do I get clients like a lot of entrepreneurs do? They think they go out and everybody knows what you do or they all want to work with you. So I definitely face that challenge like a lot of entrepreneurs do as well. But I also face a challenge of communicating a product or a service to people that weren't really sure of it. Um, and, and also like they didn't know what it did. So it was it was sort of a double edged sword for me when I got out there and and I had to communicate my product effectively and my service effectively to people so I could be like, I can help you with this or I can help you with that. Um, that was a big, a big issue when I first when I first began. And I, I now I'm sort of actually grateful that I, I had to do that because it actually strengthened a lot of my marketing skills. Um, Amy, get out there in different ways that maybe not a normal entrepreneur would have to. Um, and it, it made me uh, almost have an inner cultivation of myself because it's it's one thing if you're selling, um, you know, something that everybody needs, like a house, like, oh, here's your house. You want it? and why it was better than, you know, maybe modern medicine in a certain aspect. So uh, it challenged me in actually both directions. I, I love that. And then you're going from this holistic alternative medicine side. Where How did you get into where you are today? Like, what was that journey looking like? Because you're over here where you're helping people in a different way, but now you're helping uh, individuals uh, get a greater impact and a greater income. How how did that happen? How did you go from medicine to uh, greater impact and greater income? Yes, it was. It's actually an interesting journey because the way I actually excelled into helping people with businesses was I did really well, and and actually colleagues and people in um, alternative medicine and actually regular medicine started to reach out to me and be like, "What are you doing? I need help in this aspect, or I need help in this area." And helping uh, solopreneurs or entrepreneurs really make more impact and more money was people ask, actually asking me for help. So that was like the signal for me, like, oh, I guess I'm doing something right. If if I, I was successful in this field and then people started to ask me, that's actually how I got my first client um, in a almost like seemingly completely different realm. But it, it for me, it was like my challenges and my what I faced actually prepared me for this almost like what I consider like almost a next level of entrepreneurship for my own evolution of, of myself and what I was really called to help people with. I like that. I like how you saw you started one thing, solved a problem for yourself, which eventually led you to being able to help other people solve that same problem they had because you were coming from the alternative medicine and even everyday medicine, they have the same issues. It's just, there's more accepted, if you will. So it's very, I love how there was that link there that it was uh, still in your niche, but it was just the next level up from uh, your niche. Um, what what has been one of your, your, 
I want to see your favorite moment because obviously uh, having asked this question at least 200 times um, to different entrepreneurs, generally they say all their me- all their memories are great because they they get the help, their clients. But is there a moment that maybe stands out for you that just solidifies why you do what you do? Yeah, I would say definitely the the client successes always are like super, uh, you know, rewarding. And it's like, oh, it's that that you go back to your why. Um, But I will say there was this moment when I started actually transition from alternative medicine to really help people building businesses when people that moment when people started to ask me, like, can you help me? And that was really a Number one, I had transcended a lot of my own stuff that I really like up and you know, the, the intro sort of this up and down roller coaster of entrepreneurship. And for me, that moment was uh, defining because number one, I felt like I was doing something good, right? Like I felt like I was successful at some, some level. And then number two, it was like, it directed me in a Uh, like a direction that I had felt called, but not until somebody actually called me to do it, that I started to evolve in that. So I would say actually one of that evolution of of my ability to help people and see people um, for um, either their their healing, right? Because I do a lot of healing actually in the business aspect of it that helps entrepreneurs really come into fruition and their ultimate destiny. Because I do believe that our business is is a, a platform and almost a, uh, a a driver of people's destinies. So that was really a, a, a defining moment for me in my entrepreneurship when people started to actually ask me and I was like, oh my gosh, you get like almost that feedback from from others that you're you're um, sort of on the right path. So that was really, um, I would say, defining for me. When you were do- going through that transition from being a business owner to, I'm not going to say you're not a business owner now, but more of a, like a coach for business owners. Was there a moment that you had this like imposter syndrome? Cause I know we deal as entrepreneurs, we deal with imposter syndrome all the time, but you're moving from one type of entrepreneurialism into another. Was there this, this huge or even bigger, um, imposter syndrome that you faced yeah i definitely faced imposter syndrome at at every level i would say like as you evolve i feel like the evolution of entrepreneurship we're gonna face that and we face it at i would say like aspects or different um, levels, but I did definitely face that. And I also realized that that entrepreneur um, self and that integrity piece of wanting to, you know, give good service and wanting to know that I'm an expert in what I'm doing, that imposter syndrome actually helped me sort of stay in uh, my own integrity. So I never tried to get rid of it. I almost tried to move through and transmute it a little bit, being like, oh, look at this. This is actually helping me to stay in integrity where I am still feel aligned to. Um, so I, I feel like the entre- uh, imposter syndrome, sometimes we like push it away and be like, oh, I don't want it. But it actually can really help us to stay sort of defined and unique um, in our own area. So I've I've really, I've dealt with it. And I've also learned to um, sort of... Um, allow it to be a guide a little bit too as well. I, I like that, how you, you embrace the imposter syndrome uh, instead of something that you need to get rid of, you embrace and make it part of yourself to stay 
true to your to your core values and stay true to your mission and your why. So I, I love that. That's because that's a little bit different than I hear from other entrepreneurs when I ask about this imposter syndrome. So I, I love having it. Um, do you feel that you look at business differently because you come from a non-traditional, like you're looking at holistic medicine first or Eastern medicine, if you will, do you think you look at business differently because you're coming from a place that's not based in Western ideology, if you will? Yes, I definitely think I do. And I've been um, told that by people too, as well. It's like um, I offer insight in a, in a almost like a deeper space where um, I'm not looking at just, oh, your numbers and how are you, how are you making more money or how are you impacting more people? But there's also a deeper level of the inner cultivation of the entrepreneur, right? We almost like expand our capacity as we start to uh, that inner cultivation actually helps us to sustain higher impact, right? Because somebody can start with like one person and they can make an impact, but how do you make an impact beyond that? There's a sustainability that allows an entrepreneur to go from a certain level to their next level, whatever impact it is. And I look at it that um, on a deeper layer of the actual CEO of the company. So that's usually in general um, who I who I focus on and who I work on. And also like what's their big vision? Um, I can see usually beyond what they can even see a lot of times too as well. So I definitely take a different approach than a lot of, I would say like maybe an ordinary um somebody that helps businesses. I love that. That's, that's, uh, it's, it's a nice change because I think from interviewing as many coaches and people who do help, uh, leaders become their authentic self or move towards their authentic self. I've yet to have someone who comes from a more holistic, like area or alternative medicine, if you will, uh, who has come into this space that has that different look. And I think that's, needs more. I think we need more of that diversity of thought because that's going to bring more and cultivate better ideas and better businesses. Um, I, I want to talk about the book that you recommended here. It's The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. Why do you feel entrepreneurs should be reading this book? This, this book is great. Um, and one of the reasons why it's like not really business-based, right? It's not like, you know, 10 ways of being a higher performing person. But it, it, Michael Singer is a beautiful person and a beautiful writer. I really like all his books. But this one in particular is amazing because it really helps you surrender into a deeper purpose, right? a deeper vision that's actually outside of you, right? Because usually your, your business actually wants to evolve in a way um, that makes a bigger impact. And sometimes we actually sort of can keep ourselves in a, in a small connected to a higher power or higher source but uh, Michael Singer actually beautifully writes like the evolution um, he's also an entrepreneur himself of a bigger vision and how it actually comes to fruition and also how to really trust that process because that's a big um, level for a level of trust and 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 risk right so there's like the trust and then the risk is on the other side for entrepreneurs and how do we cultivate that over the journey of a lifetime of entrepreneurs so it's it's an amazing read um, and it's it's really 
really um, about that inner purpose more than how to be better at something. I like that. Oh, that that's definitely a selling point. I'm going to pick up that or at least put it on my 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 bookshelf of books that I need to. And uh, I love this podcast and specifically asking for books because it's always get that nice. We as entrepreneurs need to continue uh, educating ourselves in different things, not just how to be top 10 tips to be the best. Um, <laughs> yes. Because there's a lot of those out uh, and sometimes they don't really build up anything. I, I want to touch in maybe a tip that you have for some of our entrepreneurs, um, Not maybe not necessarily becoming their, uh, creating a greater impact, but dealing with the change. Because you, you change from, you know, teaching or doing holistic medicine and alternative medicine into the coaching. You went from a kind of a traditional business, which is, you know, medicine to coaching or uh, uh, consulting. We have our entrepreneurs who are looking to go into that. What kind of tip would you have for them to transition from maybe a traditional business or a traditional uh, employment into the world of this entrepreneurial uh, space that we're in? Yeah. So a few things or one big tip I would say is like, don't give up. Right. I think that we hit these points of like, I don't know if I can do it and it's too hard or I know I don't know if I'm cut out for it. That's a normal process. So really, like, don't get up, give up on your dreams. Don't give up on that bigger vision and everything that you can do in your journey that can actually remind you to keep going do that right like do that even if it requires you to you know spontaneously to um, take a week off or whatever it requires for you not to give up um, that's I think that's the biggest the biggest tip that I would give in the overall journey of an entrepreneurship and especially if you're in new waters right so when we navigate new waters and we navigate new things we have the inner resiliency if you are if you are an entrepreneur you actually have the resilience resiliency to change right? But change always takes new things and new, new areas. Give yourself the grace around it that you can allow yourself not to give up and, and allow yourself to actually become a mission of that next thing. That's a, that's a great tip. Oh, I love that. And I need to remember that to take some time to, to say, Hey, it's okay. It's okay. Take some time. Enjoy this moment because you're only here once. Um, where do you want to go? Where Where is Katie going? Like if I snap my fingers, we're 10 years, not five, we're 10 years in the future. What is Katie doing? Yeah, so I'm definitely... I'm, I'm going to write a book. That's definitely going to be in the next 10 years. I probably write, will write more than one. Um, I'm also looking really to impact uh, more people um, on a grander scale, and that's really more entrepreneurs. Methodologies for entrepreneurs because it's not easy, right? And sometimes we're so caught in self-development, but we're not necessarily caught in our um, what do I need to what do I need to heal? How do I need to allow myself to not burn out in 10 years? So really um, almost meshing the the healing aspect and also the business aspect for a lot of entrepreneurs uh, that really need that. Right. I think everybody does, honestly, as an entrepreneur, but allowing the the almost those two realms to merge together. So that's really where I see myself going. I like that. Um I would like to know if you have in, we've already talked about memories, but is there a point in your journey that cemented your why, why you shifted from holistic alternative medicine, quote unquote, to helping create a bigger impact in people's lives? 
Yeah, actually, it was um, it was the death of my grandmother. Um, actually, that solidified my why, and I didn't even expect it to be that. But um, it, of twenty twenty one, which is really not that long ago, my grandmother uh, passed away, and I was very close to my grandma. My grandma was actually like a big spiritual teacher for me. Um, she always sort of taught me to go after what I wanted, and when she passed, I I. I had this like inclination. It was like, keep doing that, you know, and that really solidified my, my bigger, my personal why of, of what I was, what I wanted to do in my life. And that was a big turning point for me uh, when she, when she passed on. Oh, well, first of all, my condolences uh, to the passing, but that is that is great. Like your grandmother solidified your why, even though it may have been a tragic period. You know, you had that conf- confirmation from someone you cared for that you are on the right path and moving forward. Um, what what is the topic of entrepreneurship mean to you? Like when someone says being an entrepreneur, what does that mean to you? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's actually to me, it means like to uh, provide your own freedom, like to actually go after what you want in life. Um, and also to have sort of, I've never really been in a nine to five and I sort of was, you know, even in college, I was like, oh, maybe I should just do that. And I could never put myself in that area. So for me, it really solidifies um, dreams, possibility, and, and ultimately freedom. And then on the other aspect, on a, on, on a global scale, it's like the impact that you can make, the change that you can make um, in people's lives. Uh, no one in the world, I think, makes a bigger impact than an entrepreneur in, in terms of change and innovation. Uh, so we actually we, we change the world ultimately in, in minute ways, right? And in, in, in little ways, like even the iPhone has totally revolutionized the world. Without the entrepreneurship of Steve Jobs, we wouldn't have that. So it's actually, I feel like entrepreneurs are um, very unique and very um uh, extraordinary ultimately and and really the the journey of that is the cultivation and how much impact and change that we actually can make on the world for the better oh i like that that is a great definition of entrepreneurialism um we are coming up to the near the end of it katie uh, i will ask the uh, spark question as my audience knows spark is from seek discomfort they want to make sure that you can spark conversations with strangers because they're just friends you haven't met yet what about your life is different today than it was a year ago? Yeah. <laughs> um, so a year ago, I would say my kids were younger. <laughs> my kids are a little bit older now. So I have a little bit more freedom from just being a mom and also an entrepreneur. Um, I definitely have evolved. I feel like we evolve every single year. Like sometimes, especially with entrepreneurs, I feel like sometimes we don't even recognize ourselves a year ago. Uh, if we're willing to sort of evolve into our next level. So I would say um, uh, impact wise, like the impact I'm making is different. My home life is somewhat different. My children are older. Um, they're a little bit more um, free, free willed now and can do a little bit more themselves. Um, and, and really, um, I would also say my, my even like collab. Uh, Katie, you froze there. Can you hear me? 
I can hear you now. Sorry, you just froze there. Could you uh, just uh, just uh, repeat from uh, when your your kids are a little older, you have uh, a more freedom to do stuff. Yes, yes. And also just my my trust and faith in my overall vision has totally changed in the last year or two as well. Um, it's just it's gotten more defined. It's gotten more refined. Um, and I'm always sort of evolving in that, too, as well. Awesome. Um, Katie, uh, I'm going to jump off stage here. I'm going to let you have the uh, floor. Let my audience know where they can connect with you, how they can work with you if they're wanted or how they can follow you. So the floor is yours. Thank you. So uh, the best way to follow me, I'm actually really active on Facebook. So you can find me at Katie Edwards Corbin on Facebook. And also you can check out my website, um, thebeyondins.org. Excellent. Katie, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story. I'm excited to start learning more about you now that we're connected on Facebook. I just sent you a friend request. That's that's what right. I do when I'm off. Thank you. <laughs> off age. Um, I, I, I want to thank you so much for coming here today and sharing your story. So thank you so much for that. Thank you, Phil. I appreciate it. To my audience, as you know, the show notes will have all the links to connect with Katie as well as follow her on the, all the social medias. I want to thank you all for being here today. And remember to always invest in yourself. Hey, digital entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Now. If you're looking to take your podcast to the next level, like most of these entrepreneurs have taken their business to the next level to scale it, if you will, make sure you check out my brand new newsletter. Links are down below. It is called the Monetization Mogul Syndicate Newsletter, or it could be Phil Better Stories of Monetization Moguls or Making Moguls is what I do. So make sure you go ahead and check that out. But I wanna thank you very much for listening. And as always, remember to invest.